Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. Can I call a bunch of white guys a case? Like a case of beer? And Adam. A privilege of chads. Don't stop believing. I feel like Star Trek, probably not a very druggy set, like no, any of them. No. I'm pretty sure, I remember Will Wheaton saying that there was drinking uh, during TNG, and TNG, they all partied and like, mm-hmm. were buddies and everything. Yeah. I, I just, it's hard to picture the Trek sets being a place where like too much party shit yeah. happened. Well, they were all really serious. You know, they were all really serious actors. They were all really professional. You know, they, I mean, that was a lot of money going into that. You know, this wasn't just a 90 day shoot. This was 12 hour days for, you know, weeks at a time. You know, see that. And, make, see that makes me want to get fucked up just hearing about that amount of work. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm already out. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not doing that 100. percent Seriously, like you're talking about, like 5:30 a.m. You have to show up to get makeup done, and then you're there all day long. Whether you're only shooting one scene or whether you're shooting a hundred scenes, and you're like, you know, you're not free until you're scenes are have been shot and you're done and that could be 12 16 hours jesus christ especially for the main cast you know and the people with elaborate alien makeup yeah on spent even more time just like sitting in the chair yeah definitely well Worf said that um after they really got practiced with his makeup like the the makeup crew after they got really good at his makeup it could be done within like four hours but he said that the beauty makeup that you know um deanna troy or gare uh what's her name uh, gates mcfadden yeah gates mcfadden thank you um they would be in the chair for like four hours too jesus really yeah yeah because i mean they had to do their hair they had to do the the beauty makeup and you're talking about like when you're talking about beauty makeup you're talking about like like full pancake yeah just shit i mean layers and layers and layers of of makeup because you're on camera it would be hours fuck that (laughs) yeah seriously (laughs) i can't believe it took much time at all to do hair like at first looking at deanna troy's hair in like season one it's like jesus it's bad it's so bad yeah and and to paul's hair in this first season is god awful oh it's a fucking nasty looking wig it's oh. terrible. It is terrible. Only she could like pull that off and oh, still look amazing. It's true. It's true. Jolene, 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 Jolene. So, you want to get to uh, this rogue episode? Yeah. Speaking of looking good, it's portrait time for <laughs> Captain Ahab. Yeah. Captain Ahab, dad, youth pastor, <laughs> sitting for his fucking portrait. Uh, He's 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 kind of weirded out by it, and I I get that. I would be too. I'd be like, you know, like I'd be very uncomfortable about that. I'm glad that he's not entirely comfortable with it. Yeah. I kind of assumed he'd be like into it, just yeah. given his like, oh, my father was epic, and I am epic, <laughs> and this every and everyone around me is wrong all the time. Yeah. Like. I kind of thought he'd just gonna be, you know, at least sit still and pretend to be humble, but it yeah. seems like he genuinely is like, I don't feel don't comfortable like with this. this. Yeah, yeah. And the camera that Florida Man is using is looks like one that I sold when I worked at Best Buy in the early two thousands. 
Like, I'm like, really? It's a worse camera than we actually had at the time. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. It looks like a late 90s camera. That Totally. It, I don't think that they did anything to it. Like, it's larger than the cameras that we had then. It kind of cracks me up, though, that Florida Man is like, now there's, you know, you got to turn to the right a little bit. There's a thing there, and like, oh, there's a glare from that. And, you know, I mean, that kind of cracks me up that he's like trying to get like the perfect shot, you know. And then Milk Toast chimes in. I loved seeing the captain's portraits. It was inspiring. Like that's and that's his only fucking line. Why couldn't this have been a task for Travis? Yeah. Like Anything. let him do the thing. Such a goddamn Pollyanna. If you <laughs> if you had Mayweather taking this picture and talking about like the thing or yeah. whatever and then you had trip on the sidelines like heckling him that would like, have been making funny. fun of him about that would have been great you would have established a little bit more of which they do do later in this episode but established a little bit more of mm-hmm. trip and archer's kind of relationship because like yeah trip kind of needles archer in a, a couple different ways and fucks with him later on yeah and so it would have been consistent yeah and yeah. yeah, just give you know, come on, man, give give Travis, Travis something, to, something do. to do. God, that poor guy, Jesus. Oh boy, I'm so inspired by <sighs> watching the captains. Yay! Yeah, you know, that's yeah. it. That's all he. Ugh. Poor baby. And why would that have been all that inspirational to him anyway? He grew up like I in know. space, and his parents were captains right. and shit. And it's just kind of like I don't know why that would be a because big deal they for have him. no character for this poor fucking guy. He has no character. He's just milk toast. Uh, poor bastard. Yeah, and uh, he Ahab like is like, do Vulcan captains get their portraits taken? She's like, they're honored for their achievements, not the way they look. And I think the writer is kind of missing the point. This Our captains are honored for their achievements too. It's not about how they look. It's more about posterity right you know it's more about having a face to connect with the events and their achieve and their achievements and, and all that i kind of think the the writer was missing the mark on that yeah we don't like hang portraits of people based on looks yeah it's not because they're handsome <laughs> it's just because yeah. that's the picture of that dude and we like to having we like having a, a visual uh while trip is setting up this shot he says something uh, that I was like, oh, 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 did you catch it? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so he calls the coffee table the situation room. Right. It has a name. It's the situation <laughs> room. <laughs> and I was like, that's not a fucking room. No. It's the situation nook. Yeah, it's the situation coffee table. <laughs> the situation station area it's the situation gap yeah yeah it's if yeah if you're yeah. scottish it's the situation <laughs> close it, it's it's the situation alleyway right it, it's, just, <laughs> it's so weird because it's just like this it little is, indent but yeah so okay so it has a name but i'm calling it the situation nook nook if anything that's good the coffee table is what i'm gonna actually call it really but like oh yeah definitely. <laughs> i was just like oh oh it has a name it has a name <laughs> Get a free, high-quality, handmade mask just for reviewing the show. Email your mailing address to wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com after leaving a five-star review on iTunes. Thanks for your support. So finally, uh, they're 
doing something else and Reed, you know, picks up that there's a small planet on their course and there's no, and you know, there's no solar system. It's just a planet falling around, floating around. And this is definitely a real thing. Oh yeah. Rogue planets are totally a real thing. And oh my God, that's kind of terrifying because what if you're like flying through space and you have our shitty like technology like right now and it's just like, oh God, there's planet. Have we ever found a rogue planet or yes. are they still just like hypothetical? No, th- there's a list of them if you go to uh, Wikipedia. They're mostly, to be honest, they're mostly planetoids. So they're like really small like Pluto is, but they're, they exist and they're, they're out there. There's actually a new um, satellite that's going up pretty soon that is, uh, I mean, it's designed to do a bunch of things. It's also designed to pick up and see rogue planets. Oh, fucking cool. Mm-hmm. In September 2020, astronomers using microlensing techniques reported the detection for the first mm-hmm. time of an Earth-mass rogue planet. Yeah. N- named Ogle 2016-BLG-1928. <laughs> so creative. Catchy. <laughs> Unbounded by any star and free-floating in the Milky Way galaxy. To Paul's right, it's just basically like it'll, it'll be thrown out of the gravity well of a sun. Like it's already formed, everything's fine, and then something will happen, like a, you know, a huge comet or something. I don't know, black hole, whatever, and it'll throw the gravity off, and it'll just go spinning off into random space, which is cool and scary. That is awesome. These planets are likely to remain geologically active for long periods. Yeah. If they have a geodynamo-created protective magnetosphere and seafloor volcanism hydrothermal vents could provide energy for life. So this is cool because this is what actually ends up happening mm-hmm. uh, in this episode. Yeah. These bodies would be difficult to detect because of their weak thermal microwave radiation emissions, although reflected solar radiation and far infrared thermal emissions may be detectable from an object that is less than 1,000 astronomical units from Earth. Now an AU, in case anybody doesn't know, is the distance between Earth and the Sun. And so we just kind of turned that into like, we'll make that a... A unit of measurement. Uh, yeah. yeah, why not? Okay. Mm-hmm. Around 5% of Earth-sized ejected planets with moon-sized natural satellites would retain their satellites after ejection. That's so cool. So something's still spinning around the fucking thing when it's just like out there. Rando, yeah. Rogue as shit. That's so fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, I guess it would have a trajectory because... Once something's been thrown, you know, in space, there's not much, you know, it's not like there's friction or anything. So it would just keep going in a direction and would be, you know, pushed around by different, you know, gravitational forces or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a a giant mass and it's moving and it's in space. There's no reason for it to stop moving. Exactly. Uh, Which is fucking crazy. Uh, But yeah, there's a whole (laughs) list. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Obviously, I'm sure y'all can tell I'm reading off the Wikipedia. Yeah. Uh, There's a whole list of known or possible rogue planets here. And they've all got like dash, dash, names. (laughs) So good luck with that. But you get the idea. It turns out the first known or possible rogue planets, they think now that they're probably just like brown dwarfs, were discovered in 1998 and 2000. So like right before this episode. Hey! Florida man snaps this like action captain pose that Ahab <laughs> has struck. 
So we finally get the end of that fucking discussion. I, I would have liked to have seen uh, through Tucker's camera for that. Yes, that would have been much better. Oh, guess who directed this? Alan Croker. So Alan Croker directed the series finales for DS9, Voyager, Voyager and, and Enterprise. Enterprise. Yep. And a ton of other cool stuff. Yeah, he did. Twilight Zone, Andromeda, Roswell, Firefly. Looks like he did 13 episodes total of Enterprise. Nice. Nice. Um, so then we go to the theme. You never guess my secret identity. Who's on the inside never- Like you said, this is a Berman and Braga joint, which uh, you know, comes up. But uh <laughs> So the t- the planet is indeed teeming with life because of the hot gases from the interior of the planet. There's no humanoid life, but yet there's a ship on the planet. They hail it, no, no response, and Florida Man's like, maybe they want to be left alone. I'm like, maybe they fucking do, dude. So Maybe you should go to another side of the planet and study, you know, the science and just leave those fucking people alone. How about that? Or at least start with the science for a while and yeah. then try to find... If you, oh, no. Right. I just... What man must thrust. Exactly. So, of course, our fucking crew goes down there in a shuttle. Um, they have trouble landing because they can't use infrared and there's no break in the canopy. And But they do find a small clearing and, and finally set down. And Ahab, Paul, Reed, and Hoshi. They insert a uh, a thing here about how awesome Archer is as a pilot. I think this right. is the first we've heard of that, right? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, don't get me wrong. He does have, like, flyboy energy for sure. Paul has on an extremely nice jacket that I kind of want. And why doesn't she wear that more often? It looks fucking awesome. So they, they specifically go in and set off in search of this ship. A ship that is hiding. Yeah. <laughs> so, Why are they going there? <laughs> I don't understand. Hi. 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 We want to talk Hello. to you. Hi. 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 We Hi. won't be your Hi. friends. Hi. <laughs> so for some dumbass reason, Ahab is like, Lo, let me go first through the fucking jungle. Go ahead. Get killed on an alien Amazon jungle for all we fucking care. This calls back to that horrible horrible episode with the people that lived underground in the shale and the whole thing because remember malcolm kept going like (laughs) i'll go ahead sir because you know it's like his job and and archer keeps going no me first no i'm gonna go first dumb motherfucker (laughs) (sighs) so of course fucking ahab was an eagle scout and of course so was Reed. Are you surprised? But at at least his time wasn't selling motherfucking cookies and singing to the elderly in a fucking nursing home like my time in the brownies was. Rage-filled rant cut for clarity. Um, My dad tried to get me to be in Scouts. And so I was like, okay. So I did the tiger cub thing in kindergarten. We went on one camping trip. Yeah. And I have never been on another camping trip voluntarily again in my life. I fucking hate camping. It holds no appeal to me whatsoever. <laughs> me no likey. I'm completely on Hoshi's side later on in this episode yeah. where she's like, nope. Oh, no, I'm on Hoshi's side. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But like when I was a kid, I liked going camping because my mom and, you know, my family went camping. It was pretty cool. We enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I like being outside. I love the outdoors. You know, I love nature and all that shit. 
but I get into the fucking brownies, it turns into, first of all, you're constantly selling cookies. Mm -hmm. Like if you're not selling cookies, you're learning about selling cookies. Jesus. The few things that we did that weren't about selling cookies was shitty crafts that were just dumb and boring and like... My favorite activity was always arts and crafts. Or as we used to call it, arts and farts and crafts. Are we learning anything about anything with this? You know, it's completely stupid. Or we'd go to a nursing home, a bad nursing home, and like do like crafts with old people who were like completely catatonic. Oh God. It was horrible horrible that's darker than this rogue planet and i'm like eight years old like it was fucking awful so fuck the brownies (laughs) i mean that may have just been like you know my fucking brownie leader was but fuck her it was fucking awful i can traumatize little kids by taking them to a goddamn horrible nursing home that smells like urine oh jesus christ when i told my mom about it she was like yeah you can quit if you want to you know (laughs) (laughs) like she didn't tell me to quit but she was like you don't have to do that if you don't want to fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool and fuck you i'm out the team finds the ship, turns out their fla- flashlights using some, uses some like, you know, your fancy schmancy night vision goggles, quote unquote. Oh my God, I love And then these. sneaks up on, yeah, oh no, I know. Sneaks up on them with their weapons drawn? Why? Yeah. I- <laughs> what are they doing? What reason do they have to do- be doing any of this? Yeah. I am really amazed that the late 90s Nerf gear that they were wearing over their eyes... <laughs> Did not reveal the secrets of the cloaked jungle hunters. <laughs> I swear, I've, I, okay. Oh my God. So after I aged out of Nerf toys and stuff like that, yeah, in yeah. the late nineties, they started making awesome fucking Nerf toys, like seriously cool oh, really? shit. And they ha- they would have I, like I had the same experience with other toys. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they started making amazing shit. Well, we we're too old for it. Like, yeah, th- they had like those those eyepiece things, and they would have Nerf guns with like these giant uh, barrels, like these rotary things that would just spin around, <laughs> like the machine, yes. like the machine gun yes. in Predator, where that guy sees uh-huh. it in the woods, he just goes. And like mows down a mile of forest and all the rest of the guys go yeah. and they just start shooting also it's the greatest scene the greatest action movie scene ever it because it like, really is it's just level of forest by shooting blindly and screaming it's awesome anyway but they have like a nerf version of that where it spins around and all this kind of stuff like that oh my god it's so awesome but yeah that has to be what those were uh i think they added yeah maybe some kind of the light yeah they added a little light to it maybe i don't know but that's what that was painted them a different color and it's totally just like shitty plastic they made no effort to make it look metallic at all it's the same thing with the with the hunters that we come across they're using like fucking paintball guns they didn't jump out as much as like as much yeah their visor (laughs) things are great because they're kind of large and like theirs makes sense actually the the hunter guys they like because it's kind of wide and 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 you you get more field of vision with it yeah I, I felt like that made more sense for the application oh, definitely the enterprise crew definitely. one though I I was just like what is that never mind the fact that like because it's only covering one eye that would be extremely disorienting yeah I didn't mean to hit you I have some trouble with depth perception like you're only getting two D. 
on the night vision because you can't use your other eye. Yeah. But yeah, why aren't they doing science? Why are why is there not a landing team on the other side of this planet doing science? They could have had four, how many people are on this ship again? Like 87 80, or Yeah, something it's 80 like something. Topol talks about it later. Yeah. But she but they no oh, whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um so so they show up at the campsite and they've been sneaking around, turning their lamps out and have they have their phasers out and everything. But then when they get to the campsite, Hoshi yells about it. <laughs> you know, she's like, I found the campsite, sir. You know. Here's the I'm thing, like, look. <laughs> I'm in the woods. <laughs> this is a jungle. And people right. are here. We've established that. <laughs> it's so confusing. Why does she do that? Anyway. <laughs> This place already has a whole lot of ambient light yeah. for a place with no sun or moon. There's no moon. They didn't establish that there's a moon. No moon, no sun, nothing. Even if there was yep. a moon, the moon wouldn't give off light. It would only reflect it. So I don't know where <laughs> exactly. all this light is coming from. It keeps yep, it yep. keeps happening, though, all through the episode. Uh-huh. I understand that it would be difficult yes. to... To shoot film something, something totally that dark. There was no light. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. get that, but it just sometimes <laughs> it's just like I can practically see the light thingy. Like I can <laughs> come on. There's a Klieg light right there. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> it gets real bright sometimes. Yeah. So two of them stay at the camp, and the other two wander around to try to find the people that you know are have the camp. And there's so many fake plants. So many fake plants. I was reminded of that episode, was it called Arsenal of Freedom? Is that it? The one oh, the yeah. one where they go to the planet <laughs> yes. and this, the little flying uh, drone thingies <laughs> that zap them and uh-huh. do shit. That's it. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, th- that's what it looked like, uh, except dark. They just grabbed <laughs> yep. all of those plants. And just Get all of the fake plants from the warehouse, pull them all in here, just put them in randomly, we'll make a path. Yeah. And shoot it from different angles and it'll all look different. That's it. That's all you can do. So T'Pol and Reed are being watched by a different night vision system because and you can tell because it's red instead of green and reed gets attacked by some dude yelling um with a different language because no hoshi yet i can't understand you and then they all come back to the campfire these guys all just exude villain all of them just (laughs) ooze trek villainness yeah. And they yeah. all have uh, cartoonishly villainous voices. Yes. They yes. all talk like this. Curse you, Gadget. We've got three three white dudes. Connor O'Farrell. He's been in two other um, Star Trek episodes, most notably Little Green Men from DS9. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Little Green Men? Oh, yeah. He was the um, the scientist guy that was trying to understand their language that was you know engaged to the woman right yeah so that was him so he was a good guy in that episode Mm -hmm. eric pierpoint who has been in four other roles one of them is gonna he's in a uh, a series of episodes later in the uh, in enterprise so he's like been a he's a trek veteran i guess and then uh keith uh zara bajka um i know him from angel Oh, okay. Um, he was a really shitty, annoying character f- through the most shitty, annoying season of Angel. 
Okay. He but he's been in shitloads of sci-fi and fantasy roles. And he what looks like from his IMDb page, every fucking cartoon and video game ever. Kick ass. Good for him. He's got this very deep gravelly voice. But that's not actually his voice. Oh, okay. In outtakes from Angel, because I had like the the DVD and, you know, of course I'm the weirdo who loves outtakes, but you can hear what he actually sounds like. He gets thrown or something and something happens and he's like, hey, that was weird. Why'd you do that? (laughs) He's got a totally fucking weird voice. Like (laughs) That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? He's got like this like totally need to kind of just nerdy white guy voice (laughs) it's amazing that kicks ass oh wow but this is his first and as far as i know only star trek role oh wow okay but but like i said he's been in i mean look at his imdba page and it's fucking long as shit like every video game every cartoon that i can think of he's had a part in because of that like rah, 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 kind of bad guy voice okay yeah it's it's totally intentional <laughs> okay well cool they're, they're they're screaming we are villains yeah and archer is just like we want to hang out with you and yeah, eat dinner totally. with you and live here with you for a little while can we can we hang out with you I mean, he doesn't even really mm. ask much. He's just like, no. hello, for I am Archer, and I shall thrust myself yeah. further, not just onto your planet thingy, whatever situation you got going on, but like all up in your business, uh-huh. such as the way of the Archer. Oh, can I call a bunch of white guys a case? Like a case of beer? <laughs> I know that's 24 <laughs> specifically, but I still think I should be able to call just a bunch of white guys a case. Well, I mean, that's better than the, the last thing I saw was um, a group of straight white guys. It's called a podcast. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Our show is, is only has one. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So that didn't work, but it still made me laugh. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. But it was good. But I like Kate. Case, let's see. So where we live, there's a lot of frat boys. Yeah. A college town and everything. And so we call that a privilege. When you see like a group of frat guys walking on the street, they all wear the same thing and everything, whatever like that. Like, oh, bro. And then I'll tell Connor to tell Tyler. And I was like, what? And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, what? Why'd you, why'd you put my drink? And I was like, shut up. Well, so anyway, we call that a privilege. A privilege of Chad's. Dude, do you know who his dad is? He's totally rich. He will totally hook you up, dude. Wrong. So yeah, Archer's like, yeah, I hang out with you, and they're like, oh, all right, and then <laughs> okay. So they have this dinner, yeah. and uh, uh, Archer is being, you know, kind of diplomatic actually. But mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. this whole thing, they find out, uh, oh, they're hunters, and you're eating uh, meat that we killed like right. you know uh, yesterday and things like that. And they're like, yeah, my goodness, hunting went out of style on on Earth hundred years ago. Yeah. yeah, we don't mm-hmm. do that kind of thing. And but yeah. uh, thanks for the food, but you're terrible people. T'Pol is appalled, but um, bum ching. That's quite a reaction for my for my terrible joke. 
I mean, really. Did any of these guys play Cardassians? Um, let me check. Because Let's they see. just exude Cardassian energy. Oh, yeah, they totally do. I have expected them to say, like, for Cardassia at the yeah. at, at some point, <laughs> you know, during the dinner or whatever. <laughs> sort of somewhere between Klingon and Cardassian, I guess, the more I think about no, it. But one of, uh, Eric Pierpoint, the, 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 uh, one of them uh, portrayed a Klingon one time. Okay. I mean, I yeah, get, yeah I get Klingon from them too, but yeah, mm-hmm. just something about their kind of like... Oh, yeah, very. Dickhead thing. It's very. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. These dickheads are practically spoonheads. So Reed wants to join the hunt. And I think it, from the way he's the way he comes across, is he's mainly just wants to study their tactics because they snuck up on them and like jumped on on Reed. So he wants to know like how are how are they doing that? How they how they scare him? I saw somewhere Reddit wherever where the writer said that he was pleasantly surprised with this scene because of Dominic Keating's delivery of the line i promise i won't shoot anything sir i won't kill anything yeah yeah apparently he was thinking yeah pretty straightforward but something in the way dominic keating said it it sounded like he's like eh, i might be bullshitting him yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. I think that like once it was pointed out to me i was like yeah like the second time i watched it through uh-huh. i was like yeah okay I, I could see that being there it didn't i can see it. that yeah it was subtle yeah. but uh, yeah, yeah, Dominic Keating's just, he, he's awesome. He is awesome. I, I like him more and more, the more I read about him and everything. He takes advantage of anything he can, which is which is hard to do with with the way they have written a lot of these characters. I appreciate anything that he does, you know, to, to take back control yeah. as an actor. Acting talent! You get the, the captain's log while they, you know, show the, the ship flying around the phantom planet. And oopsie! In the log, it says that Trip and Reed are taking Hoshi back to the ship, but Trip wasn't on the planet. <laughs> they never, <laughs> he wasn't with them. <laughs> yep. Oops. Florida man is super excited to go down on the planet, and, and Hoshi, you know, go for it. I'm sleeping in my fucking bunk tonight. Fuck you. 100% on Hoshi's side with that. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I went, I saw it. There's there's bugs. <laughs> yeah. She starts talking about bugs that bore into the your ear worm. or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. No thanks. Yeah, and Florida man's frosted tips are scared. <laughs> um, on the on the planet, Topol fine this okay, and this is the scene where Topol is finally talking about science teams. Yes, hail science! And it's like a throwaway line to give you the impression that they were having a conversation. Like she could have been talking about the poop she just had. <laughs> you know, it didn't really matter at all to the plot, which sucks. Yeah. Because they're a fucking science exploration ship. And I'm glad that she's talking about these teams of specialists because we have been wondering where these people <laughs> where are. They are. <laughs> exactly. She's like, we'll send down the xenobiologists and the whatever. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, good. These people are there. There's, they exist. There's people on the ship. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Jesus. God. <sighs> so they all head to bed. And Ahab sits up to enjoy the fire. And he starts hearing his name being called from the dark. There are a ton of mythological creatures whose M.O. is to call your name to lure you away from the campfire. Yeah, like uh, sirens and stuff, right? Well, there's one called the Croquetta from, um, Crocata, excuse me, from India and Ethiopia. Oh. 
And what they do is that the mythology is that they learn your name during the day. You know, they watch in the bushes to listen to people talking and they, you know, they learn your name and then they lure you into the dark by sounding like a parent or a friend or whatever. And then they kill you <laughs> and eat you. There's multiple creatures that have that MO. Yeah. The only one I could find right off the bat was the crocata, but. <sighs> there's got to be some kind of deep human thing there because there's a lot of those kind of things in different cultures around the world. I know there's an American Indian one that does the same thing like I said that that learns your name during the day and then like lures you away from the campfire at night but I can't remember what it's called um but yeah there it's it's a very like common kind of thing and I'm like Ahab you are dumb (laughs) (sighs) don't fucking wander away from anyway so he does as he's wanders away he's wandering away he's got a regular flashlight and I don't know maybe it was just this scene or whatever kind of the way Mm -hmm. the plants are green Yes, I was thinking the same. Um, I was exactly thinking the same thing. I was like, it's amazing how they do photosynthesis with no fucking light. I mean, like crazy. It's it's probably not realistic to make somebody have to spray paint all those plants and sure and all that. But like, I don't of know course. something. It just it bothers just a me. few of that them. The ones me. that are close yeah. in the shot. The ones that yeah. are directly in. Maybe spray them. Pur- purple i don't i don't purple give a, yeah whatever i don't i don't care just it's just, yeah something but uh yeah. yeah so he's like oh what i heard a lady talking and saying my name my name oh he sees a pretty lady in this diaphanous you know very see-through gown and all i could think even when i first saw this episode like the first my first thought was ahab needs some r&r yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? She sort of just runs away. What, what's the word? Scampers? Fantasy-ish. You know what I mean? She's kind of sort of like, yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Sc- oh, scamp- scampers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the word for that is. Just kind of like yeah. daintily escapes. Please. <laughs> yes. I'm but a damsel who must flee in ever so much distress. Back at the camp, everybody's like, you know, super skeptical and, you know, and acting, but they're kind of acting weird about his sighting. You know, he says, he's like, I might know her, you know, and I'm, and one of the hunters like puts him to, you know, the Occam's razor. He's like, what are the chances that you'd see a half naked woman from your home world on this planet? And she, and you know her, you know? So finally Ahab fucking shuts up. I love that. Finally. I love that bit because he is being completely reasonable yeah. Everything he says makes total sense. Absolutely. But because he's doing villain voice, you're thinking like, well, this guy's just lying. Like, there's no way exactly. There's no way that he uh, doesn't know something uh, just because he delivered mm. it like this. Yep. <laughs> exactly. How does that guy do that all the time? God, my voice hurts just, just now from doing that. I don't know. Like... <laughs> How yeah. does he do that all the fucking time? Take I af- don't know. It's amazing. Take after take of this. Like, <laughs> it fucking hurts. <laughs> well, that uh, what's that woman, uh, Elizabeth something, or Elizabeth Holmes, that uh, that uh, did the whole scandal with the... Uh, oh, yes, the head of uh, Theranos, where she yeah, talked like yeah, this. Theranos. She always talked like this. She went an octave even below. Even though her voice yeah. was completely wrong for that. They talk about these vents. Um... 
yeah. how hot would these vents have to be to warm the whole really, sunless planet? Really hot. Like you wouldn't. They. I mean, yeah. You wouldn't be able to get near them. No. Just oh. for like the ambient heat. Like they're walking around. It's not cold. Yeah. There's no ice anywhere. Yeah. I mean, all right, but you know, <laughs> no. But are, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the group is heading off to hunt, and they says they're gonna. They say they're gonna go for firewolves. Seriously, firewolves, <laughs> firewolves. That's some Final Fantasy shit. That's some fucking. That's some fucking neo pagan bullshit. <laughs> Baby witch kind of shit. <laughs> Come on. It sounds firewolves. like it sounds like a placeholder that they put in until they could think of something better. Uh huh. Exactly, and they just never got back to it. I'm gonna blame the <sighs> shitty they, Universal translator. That yes. their name Perfect. was supposed to be Otorgorons or something. Right, and then, you right. Know, yes. Fire. Yes, there we go. Wolves. Uh, fire wolves. Google Translate just did that. The best yeah. we could do. Why does your software suck so hard? I'll tell you. They can only hunt for four days at a time and that some hunters wait years for a chance to come here, which is interesting. I don't know really why they put that in there unless it's just for, you know, time um, I, I, I get that. Time crunch. Uh, I liked it, though, because yeah. you're not going to get any world building other than that. Yeah. We know that there's some kind of waiting list or something to come here mm-hmm, on this planet. To do this. And, all yeah. right, I guess that's a thing. But it gives you something yeah. instead of just like, yeah. these are the hunters. The end. To Paul, Florida Man, and Ahab are looking at these geothermal vents, which are extremely bright and should be, you know, burning hot they shouldn't be anywhere near them (laughs) but whatever so and he says oh this reminds me of yellowstone and then to paul's like you know says it's you know it's actually more like you know someplace else and florida man and ahab are like (laughs) you know like i guess they're not like straight up saying racist shit to her anymore but still you know you hear like a know-it-all somebody say a thing and you're like all right it's a very like ron Harry, Hermione kind of moment. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Oh, yeah. This is Ron Harry. Holy shit. Yeah. Actually, yeah, okay. So I had a thing that I said a while back to a friend of mine that like blew his mind and kind of made him mad. Because no. we were both big Harry Potter fans, and he said, yeah. he's like, man, it's like Harry Potter. Well, this was when like the movies were had gotten good, and they were like, you know, yeah. coming out every couple of years. And after the first couple pieces of shit, and the third one was weird, right. and, right, and but, right. but like better. And then like after that, they're yeah. actually like good. Yeah. And uh, he's he's like, oh man, it's uh, it's like Harry Potter's the new Star Wars. I was like, nah, dude, it's the new Star Trek. Yeah. And he was like, what? It's totally the new, yeah. Wait, what? And I was like, yeah, Harry is Kirk, yep. Ron is Bones, mm-hmm. and Hermione is Spock. Totally. And he just sat there like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> he's not a Trek fan. He wasn't a Trek fan at all at the time. Now he's, uh, I've gotten him to appreciate it. He doesn't yeah. seek it out or, or anything, but he's, but he's like, that's okay, I, I get why people like people it. People like this, you know, so, mm-hmm, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, no, no. When you have that trio, that's Kirk, Spock, yeah. and McCoy. And that's what we have in this scene. It's a very, very, very well-tested, well-used uh, I don't want to use the word trope because that's not exactly right, but well-used and well-tested um, story technique to have, you know, somebody who's the bold, you know, leader, somebody who is their conscience and their heart, somebody, I mean, it's fucking Buffy has the same thing. Yeah, that's true. 
That's, uh, yeah, Buffy, Xander, and Willow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got Brains, you got the comic relief, and you've got the uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the main character, you know, Brain, hero. whatever. Hero. Yeah. Yeah. Brawn, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so after the uh, shrug, she wanders off to study something. And Florida man starts poking him about the nightgown lady. Poking him like, you need a vacation. You know. Do you seek Jamaharan? I actually really liked uh, the line that he had. Mm-hmm. There's probably a couple of different ways to, to deliver that. Because the line is, so she was wearing a nightgown? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I really like that moment. Because that's something that like mm-hmm. your buddy kind of says. Yes. And it could be done like, oh, was she hot? <laughs> right. Right. Or it's like, are you okay? Yeah. And yeah. I, th- I feel like... okay, buddy? I feel like, the, uh, are you okay is a little closer to the line read that uh, yes. that Connor Trenier actually did. And uh, I liked yes. it. I, I, I really like this a lot. He's poking him as in, let's talk about this. He's kind of joking with him, but he's checking on him. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's great. Is everything all right, dude? You, you're seeing ladies, you know, in the middle of the night. But we can't pass up the line that he has here. Uh-huh. Where, <laughs> where Captain Archer says... And I just sat there. I, I think I paused it, and I just sat there, and I just stared at the screen. Yeah. Where he says, have you ever known me to do anything foolish? <laughs> I mean, right. really foolish. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Trip has like a line about like a, a, a poker game, yeah, yeah. whatever. But I mean, I just paused it and just sat there and was like, <laughs> oh my God. Every fucking really? episode. Every episode? Every fucking episode. You go, let's go down there and fuck shit up. Yeah. And, and because because me want yep. <laughs> every single episode. That's true. I just I just stared at it and I was like <laughs> I I cannot I, believe they just said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Florida man do, doesn't think like well you know he just goes back to something pre the show. Well, that's because Florida man is right there with it exactly at all times. Like he. You don't see Florida man like being like, I don't know, Captain, I think this is a dumb idea. You know, they're always like right together. He's there to hold Archer's beer and then uh-huh. he hands his own, both of them off to T'Pol. Like that's, <laughs> that's they're, they're just always doing something fucking uh, stupid. Uh-huh. Have you ever known me to do anything foolish? I'm like, listen to our fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Every fucking episode. <laughs> That's awesome. Back with the hunters with Reed and, and everything. One of them sees uh, a gravelly voiced guy, uh, sees what looks like a fucking sea slug. They're basically snails, but without the protective shells. Freaks out and they split up and two of them go after it. And the other guy's like, no, you have to take care of our guests and the dinner here is never second best so they are running after this thing i like how reed during that scene uh-huh. does not whisper like right. they're they're <laughs> sneaking through the forest in like this you know cleared path yeah because you know, because tv but uh and, and they're like oh look over there whatever something something they have a line or two and then reed's like hey what's going on what do you see wolf shot <laughs> yeah are you sure you're fine? You know, they split up. Um, but back with Bayhab, Bayhab, Ahab, 
Um, he sees Nightgown Lady again, has a conversation with her after chasing her around a little bit. It's like she's struggling with English, you know, she says she needs him and he's different and, you know, everything guys want to hear. <laughs> she's super freaked out and runs away when Florida Man and T'Pol came, you know, find him. And meanwhile, the hunters are seriously chasing something. Like, they are fucking running after something oh boy here i go killing again you kind of it kind of switches really fast you don't really know what's happening like suddenly you're back at the camp the the hunters are freaking out because one of them has like this giant wound on him um and has been attacked and they debate they do this you know furious debate we know how to take care of him you know all over we have our first first aid kiss and kit and everything and they're like no we can take you back to the ship Fox, there's the whole hospital right there, you know. So they take them back to Flocks. They're uh, very demanding when they know I'm in sickbay. There's a, a line where the this guy voice says, Yeah. Uh, it was a Drajan, which we saw earlier. Right. But there is a shot where you see that guy get attacked. Like, is there? Okay, because I didn't catch that. It's a great shot, actually, because it's, it's from his point of view. So it's uh, all red. Right. And infrared and shit. Yeah. And he's like, well, it's just red. He's like looking around and then you see like the slug thing like, like yeah. body slap him in the face or whatever. <laughs> it's not really clear how it attacks them. It just kind of like yeah. flops on them right. and then goes away and doesn't leave any uh, slime, which I feel like there should have been slime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the guy's like, oh, it was one of the pig thingies. And, right. But since we saw that it wasn't that, it's like, yeah. oh, hey, wait a second. Mm-hmm. This guy's lying. Why is he lying about uh, thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 You know. And yeah. the hunter guy is is like, you guys should just go. You guys. You guys should be not here anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But Archer's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> he like gets in his face, like I'm not ready to leave yet. Yeah. Because the white man must thrust. But exactly. It's a thing. Like he's like, I need to find out who this hot lady is in uh, the woods. Yes. You know, Precisely. Bah. So that night, Paul comes over to Ahab's tent and tells him, you know, that the. The shuttlecraft got to the the ship fine. They haven't upgraded these tents since that no. last time that they went to the. They're the, the exact the same kind of tripping tents. balls planet. <laughs> it's still like the Academy Sports contemporary. Uh-huh. Oh, who gives a shit? Just give them tents. Just tents. give them a tent. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells her that you know he saw her again. And he tells him tells her the whole conversation that he had in the woods and everything and he's like i must go find her and she needs me and blah blah, blah. i don't need you to go with me and and then tim paul's like you wouldn't be so eager to go after this apparition were it a scantily clad man i'm not a prophet and i'm like oh thank you to paul as yep. usual you're the best part of the episode it's so far the only non-tos line in this whole thing yeah. So far, absolutely everything in this could have been a original series. Oh yeah. Script. Definitely. I, I remember thinking like, "Yep, that's the only contemporary line." Yeah. Is <laughs> yep. is to Paul going like, "Would you chase after it if it was like a sexy dude?" Um, I must say that the shots that we get of the ship going around the planet are actually really cool. Yeah, they are good. It's a little bit more realistic looking because. I guess, I don't know, in most of the time that you're looking at the ship, you know, going around a planet, I'm assuming that it's lit by the sun that's nearby because, right. and I mean, if you're on the back of, backside of the planet, it's you're going to look like this anyway. So Really, they would just be orbiting around just 
nothing. You would not yeah. see it. Yeah. You would just see lack of stars. Yeah. In, in the space where the planet is. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you see a planet and it looks lit up because the sun is whatever star right. it orbits around is hitting it. But for this one, it would just be a pitch black sphere. Happy fun ball. Except no substitute. <laughs> but what they did is there's like a greenish. Uh, you just kind of like see the edge mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. The outline. Which I get, because it would look weird. It, it would look like it was orbiting around anything, really. Yeah, it so, would kind of be a void. It makes sense for the show. It's not mm-hmm. scientifically... No. But, but you know, <laughs> I, okay. I, I get it. It looks yeah. cool, honestly. So in Flocks Bay, did we decide... What did we decide to call... Yeah, I, I said petition to call it Flocks Bay. Okay, and you were okay, like, yeah, so... <laughs> Are you good with sticking with that? Because I like it a lot. I like Flox Bay. Um, the Hunter Dude is fine. Um, and Flox is telling Trip about the cells of the animal that supposedly attacked this dude. And it's like basically a shapeshifter. We are everywhere. It's really cool because we haven't really... Well, let's see. I feel like TOS had some shapeshifters. Yes. Salt Vampire. Oh yeah, the Salt Vampire. Holy shit, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then DS9, of course, there's Odo and the rest of the founders. There was that um, species that Wesley had a crush on the girl. Ooh, I don't remember that. What was that? Um, It's not the greatest episode. It's, well, sure, um, it's a Wesley episode. I mean... <laughs> Right. Of course not. She's going to be like uh, the queen or whatever, and they're transporting her from her um, where she was learning to her home planet. Um, and she appears as a girl, but she also appears as like a monster. And then she's got like this governess who does the same. Oh. Gosh. Do you remember that episode? Vaguely coming back to me. Let me Google right quick. Hello, computer. Google auto predict. Help me with uh, Wesley Crusher falls for shapeshifter. Oh. Which is it? What's it? The dolph- the dolphin? The, the dolphin. 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 Yeah. Okay. It means the person who's going to be queen or king. Okay. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched any TNG in a while, and I feel like I'm, I'm I'm missing that in my in my soul. I have a tendency when I'm watching TNG, I have like a set of episodes that I watch over and over again because they're just comforting. <laughs> I don't know why, you know, like I love that episode or whatever. And I just watch that particular set of episodes over and over again. And and they're not necessarily the best episodes. They're just the ones I like the most. Yeah, sure. It's like uh, comfy watching, like a nice mug of tea. Oh, great. Hot. Last time when the lady appears to Archer, he turns around, mm-hmm. looks at Trip and just goes, nah, and just goes after her. Why doesn't he turn around and go, Trip? Trip, 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 yeah. trip, 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 look, trip, like, what? Yeah. What? Okay, anyway, but he goes back there again, Yeah. and he's, I don't know, he, like, kind of starts to trip over something or something. Anyway, so she, she like, mm-hmm. grabs onto his arm, she and grabs he's like, him. oh, my God, you're real. Are you for real? Are you really What just happened there? Like, did he trip over something? Was he falling? Did I, That was very weird, like way for her to grab him yeah i feel like we missed something in an edit or they just they didn't shoot like him yeah stumbling over a rock or right it was weird very weird but she like uh talks about how oh yeah i'm i am real and no i'm not human and she's still kind of coming up with words for what she is and what he is and why she's talking to him and all that um but she 
explains basically that she's a shapeshifter, but with telepathic abilities. Um, and she appears in this form to talk to him because of something she saw in his head. That's an unstoppable X-Men right there. Right? Shapeshifter with telepathic abilities? Dude. It's insane. Magneto is fucked going up against uh-huh. a telepathic shapeshifter. Yeah. God, that's, that's, that is so overpowered. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy shit. It's a good thing that they're just on some like rogue planet in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Because they would take over the entire galaxy if they figure out faster than light travel. Exactly. The Dominion were shapeshifters and they are, they didn't have to telepathic abilities. Yeah, seriously. These, you know? The, the founders wouldn't stand a chance. Uh-huh. God, it's awesome. That's so overpowered. <laughs> Fuck, it's cool. It's a little much, honestly. Star Trek stuff is 100% Trekkie supported. If you want to advertise your business, amplify a charity, share your slash fiction, or just fucking, I don't know, whatever, email wearestartrekstuff at gmail.com. But yeah, so she, she came to him because he's quote unquote different and he, you know, to see if he can help her because the hunters are mean and, you know, obviously they're mean because they're obviously the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, she's like... We are being hunted. He's like, who's hunting you? And she's like, maybe the guys that talk like supervillains. I don't fucking know. What do you right, think, exactly. asshole? The guys that you're with that are obviously villains? Come on, dude. The people you know that are hunters that sound like villains. Maybe them. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that kill a bunch of stuff? You are different from the maybe. others because you are apparently a massive dumb fuck. <laughs> The real problem with this scene is that it's out of order. Yeah. The next scene that happens was supposed to be before it. I thought that the first time I saw it, and then the second time I saw it, I was like, oh, I I probably remembered that wrong. And I saw it, and I was like, nope. Yeah. They seriously put these scenes in the wrong order. The thing about it is Archer is pulling all this information out of them. Like they're they're but there's drinking. nothing to pull out. That's yeah. the thing. There is mm. nothing to pull out. He knows all this already. Yeah. It would have been easier served if he said, "Okay, here's what happened." Yeah. Or if he sat down and said, "Okay, let me make a couple guesses about this prey that you're hunting." Right. Right. And then he it describes it was like they can get into your mind and a- mm-hmm. appear like things. And he's and they go. Uh, what? And he goes, yeah, looks like they're intelligent creatures. It's dumb. This should have happened before this scene. Yeah. They're they're literally backwards. The only thing I can figure out is that Archer didn't get the chance to talk to to T'Pol about it, and he wants them to talk about it in front of her and Trip. Like, he wants them to give that information to her and Trip so that he doesn't look like, you know, he's just hallucinating something. But if he'd have done it kind of like how I was saying, they would have confirmed it, and he would not have looked insane anymore. (laughs) They'd have been like, oh my God, no, like like they confirmed what he said. So, totally, holy shit, now I feel bad for thinking Archie's fucking crazy. (laughs) It's true. Again, this is a mediocre episode. There's something on Memory Alpha where it talks about some show some uh uh you know star trek website that rates this like two out of five yeah i think imdb had this at five points yeah out of ten so it's good you know yeah but i mean it's not it's not like bad bad no no it's just me adequate forgettable occasionally regrettable 
These dudes are their like fake macho laugh grunting, right? And it's very Klingons dialed down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of Cardassian y almost. Yeah. Ha ha. The hunt. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we love to hunt shit. Tonight we celebrate. With a hunt? Yes. For tomorrow. We hunt. I mean, they're just aggro, you know, rednecks, basically. I love the cups. I did, too. Don't you want a set of these cups? I want a set of those. They're awesome. Apparently, they, they were from DS9. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know if they were in Quark's Bar or something, yeah. but I read something that said that they were uh, taken from DS9. So it's, oh, that's nice. Pretty, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, I, I noticed them, too. I was like, those are really awesome. I totally want a set of these cups. Archer wonders, how do, well, how do you catch them? And, and, like, they describe, like, this incredible incredibly fucked up thing where they like corner one and they emit like a chemical signature um from fear and then their modified sec- sensors can detect it and then they you know and then they basically corner them and kill them um especially the younger ones and they get all like ah, about you know saying how oh, the younger ones just, i know the babies taste best i've been bagging on the lighting in this uh-huh. episode yeah. I actually like it around this because they let the campfire do most of the work. Yeah. And that, I feel like that kind of thing is what should have been happening. Should have been happening the whole time. Yeah. So I just want to say something positive there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> because <laughs> because usually set design and stuff like that is yeah. something that Enterprise. They are so hit and miss. The last few episodes, I feel like they've been missing. And then mm-hmm. there was a good long stretch before this where it was like, wow. That looked really cool. They did a really good job on that. Totally. Yeah. So they're all back on the on the Enterprise. They're around the coffee table. And, you know, Ahab's, like, fucking pissed. You know, this, the wraiths They're of, at the situation nook. Yeah. The, <laughs> the situation... I love that. I love that. The situation <laughs> nook. Because it sounds really, 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 really serious, but it's a nook. Yeah. <laughs> so he informs the crew that the wraiths have requested his help to survive, and, you know... Um, Reed's like, I don't know, man. Those guys are really well armed, and they know the terrain, and we don't. And she's like, and T'Pol's like, I don't know, you know. I, yeah, I agree, but how the hell do we stop them hunting them? Because I mean, it's not like we're a part of this system or anything. So we we eventually have to leave, and they really we don't really have the right to stop them from doing something that they've been doing for generations. So Archer comes up with this idea, like, hey, what if we level the playing field, mm-hmm. kind of thing? And he talks about that whole like chemical thing whatever that the uh hunter people use that's that's how they detect them yeah talks to flocks and he's like hey uh make a thing i I don't know i'm mad make chemicals just (laughs) do a thing that makes it work make it happen uh scientist (laughs) yeah you smart guy that was Um, so weird I, i love that the way archer picked him yeah to be on the ship was that he just happened to be standing in front of him at the moment when they found that Klingon, he just like, you just see, they're like, well, you need a doctor. And so he just goes, hey, that one. And just taps the glass. <laughs> it's like, you come here. <laughs> That's it. That's all it was. Uh-huh. And he got the greatest fucking doctor in Ever. Starfleet. It's yeah. amazing. Yep. I love this fucking guy so much. <laughs> I wish I wish there was more of him in this episode. I do too. I do too. Every moment's been an adventure for me. He's in the mess hall and he's staring out the window. Florida man comes in and he tells him about, he figured out why this woman looks familiar. Um, he talks about a Yeats poem uh, called The Song of the Wandering Angus. 
and um, I love Yeats. I have never actually read, I had never actually read this particular poem, but I'm a big fan of Yeats. The poem talks about how, like, don't stop looking, don't stop seeking, you know, what you need to know and don't steep, stop seeking knowledge don't see, stop seeking you know interesting things and life and so forth yeah so he starts to recite the poem about those mm-hmm. those themes and it really is good i have it here um strangers waiting up and down the boulevard their shadows searching in the night street lights people living just to find emotion hiding somewhere <laughs> In the night. Get it? Night? Night? There's no sun with the planet. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Streetlight. People. Oh, God. Don't stop believing. You know, Hold on. Streetlights. People. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. Streetlight. People. You know, when you say, when you say it like that, that's a terrible fucking lyric. That's just awful. <laughs> that is dumb as shit. Oh. I learned how to play that the other day just because I was like, oh, I'm bored yeah. and I'm not playing gigs right now. So I just, I was like, I'll learn a couple of songs. I, I don't actually know how to play Sto- Don't Stop Believing. It has that, <laughs> that cool bass sound. So I'll just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, of course, it was stuck in my head for a fucking week. <sighs> It's the lady in his head from when he heard the poem, mm-hmm. and no one's going to shoot poem lady. I'll be damned if they're sh- going to shoot my poem lady. Nobody puts poem lady in a, in corner. a corner. Yeah. And then gets the, gets her to emit uh, a chemical by which she can be detected. <laughs> and then shot and killed. Somewhere oh. in the night. <laughs> so on the planet, they're hunting the wraith, who takes the form of... A tree? It's a really ugly tree, if that's what that's supposed to be. And it's a tree wildly out of place yeah. from everything wildly else. Everything else is place. all just like leafy green. It, uh, it basically has a trunk and like two very, very short branches that form a T. And it's like in the center of a clearing. Exactly. It's completely, it's awful. This is the tree that owns itself. It's a white oak that stands here in Athens, Georgia, at the corner of South Finlay and Deering Street. The hunters are like, like catch up to it and they can't detect it. There's so much light in this scene. Mm-hmm. Like th- this was one of those where they didn't try. They were just like, yeah, just put a key light up there. <laughs> it's just fine. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. This, this <laughs> <laughs> it's season one of a Star Trek show. No one cares yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so in order to... To try to evoke, you know, this chemical that they can detect. They, like, start firing their weapons randomly. And the wraith, like, baps one of the hunters in the on the forehead or whatever and knocks him down. And they can't figure out why they can't find him. Where are you? I have to find you. When they return to camp, um, they're, like, all, like, you know. And you see the boot get up onto the, the log. This, like kind of moment <laughs> the boot of righteousness um and archer and tucker are standing there and you know they're like maybe it was just bad luck sad trombone and then, you know the one guy's like we never failed in a hunt before uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. They made an extra trip down yeah. just to be petty. Yeah. We got you, but we're not saying we got you, but like, you know that uh, we got you. Because mm-hmm. there's no other reason for them to do that. <laughs> there really isn't. I know. I'd, I'd have just been like, do the chemical thing and let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is a society that travels to kill stuff. Right. Sure. They might have very heavily armed ships somewhere that yeah. would go find the Enterprise. It's like, uh huh. You ruined our hunting thing that we've done for nine generations. Nine generations, you motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. Like, what business was it of yours? What? Why uh-huh. the white man have to thrust into our shit? Exactly. Don't get me wrong. These being sentient creatures or whatever puts me very much on Archer's side with this. But, totally. You know. Uh. But but yeah. There's no reason to believe. Uh, that they wouldn't come get you for fucking up all their shit, you know? Ahab, you know, has a final talking to with the nightgown lady. And she reminded him of something, which they don't really specify. It seemed like he had lost that somehow, lost that desire to never stop seeking what seems unattainable. He did not hold on to that Lynn. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you can cut that. But it set up the... The journey joke. <laughs> I needed more journey jokes. That's uh, fine. Yeah. No, no. We need more. We definitely need more journey jokes. She tells him to 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 not stop believing and yes. to hold on to that FEA land. <laughs> Even though there are no streetlights or other people on no, this No, no. Definitely planet. no other no other people because she turns into a whatever the fuck. Wait, why did and... I say no streetlights? That's the explanation for why this d- totally dark planet is so well lit. There's just streetlights around. Yeah, there you That's go. That's what it, that, uh, whatever. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> I'm stretching this journey thing. It's okay. It's it's a stretch, but it's a good stretch. And then she vanishes into the darkness. I like that it looks back. It gives him that one, like, you're all right. Like, yeah. <laughs> it turns it turns yes. into the slug That's thing. definitely. Starts a- to slither away. You're okay. His reaction shot is great because, I mean, how do you react to that? Like, I can't be mad at him for that because what do you fucking do in that situation? Mm-hmm. And it just kind of turns back and is like, Right. All right, man. You, you take care. <laughs> <laughs> it slithers away. That's the end of the fucking episode. That's it. Yep. That's the end. Yep. That's all, folks. Gross. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. Kind of wish they'd have made out because and yeah. then, uh, yeah. it, well, and then it turns keep... into a slug and then he's like, and then that would have been a good yes positivity thing where he's like, cool. I kissed a slug. Or knowing this show, he'd have been like, ooh, you know, knowing this <laughs> fucking show. Well, did it trek? Very much. I mean, like you said, it's definitely like a, a very kind of TOS kind of thing. Rescuing and, and uh, saving a, a race that is vulnerable. It's beating the bad guys that are, you know, mean to this race. I mean, it, it's it very much hits a lot of Star Trek um, buttons. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, other than that to Paul line... And uh, Archer being more thoughtful, like like when she appears again, and he's like, okay, hold on. And he like gets up the scanner thing, and he's like, why are you speaking English? Stuff like that. Right, Um, Other than that, it's a straight up TOS episode. Definitely. Like when they're in the, when Archer and the um, apparition slug lady 
are in the woods thing, I just kept picturing that weird uh, TOS lighting. I mean, they did this for yeah. years before uh, uh, leading up to TOS. They didn't invent oh, this. Oh, yeah. But that weird lighting where it's like only their eyes are lit up. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like just a strip of light across their eyes. Yeah, it's the line. Yeah, this line thing. And it's like they show Kirk and he'd be like making eyes at her. And then they'd yeah. show her and she'd be like, oh. oh. And Kirk would have like already like had her like in his arms or something and they'd have made <laughs> yep. out. Like that's how TOS would have handled it. But other Definitely. than that, it's basically a TOS episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, com- Very it's much so. straight out of classic Trek. So 100% yeah. this is well within the Trek-ness borders, whatever. <laughs> you know, certainly with the, the whole relationship between Trip to Paul and um, Archer. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Bone, Spock, and Kirk. Yeah, 100%. Do you have, do we have any band names? Uh, Rogue Planet or Rogue Planets or the Rogue, Rogue Planets. Planets. Something like that. I like that. I like that. The Rogue yeah. Planets. Yeah, I like, I like Rogue that. Planets. That's pretty good. Yeah. So what is your non-Trek recommendation? There's a four-episode uh, series, mini-series, mini-show or whatever um, on Netflix called about the Night Stalker. Uh, it's called the Night Stalker and the race to catch him or something. It's brand new. Um, it's like four episodes. It's it is um, told like ninety percent from the perspective of the cops that were chasing after him. But in this case, we needed those cops. <laughs> like those cops were doing exactly what they were supposed to do: protecting and serving. So, uh, yeah, it was, it's really interesting. I did not know, I'd heard of the Night Stalker and, you know, knew the basics of the case. Um, But it's really, really interesting because it very much puts you um, in the time frame that it happened. And it was such a weird, it's such a weird case. Like, he was such a weird outlier to other serial killers that they had a really hard time catching him and diane feinstein did not come off well in that like she (laughs) fucked up not her only fuck up but she did something i don't leave it to you to watch the episodes but um but it was really really well done the way the um the documentarian like put everything together and how they would go from they would ha- they had a lot of really cool graphics putting you in that place and it was it was just really good and i highly recommend it very cool what about you uh, for me i'm going to recommend a video game mm. this has been out for a little while uh mm-hmm. they're they're already kind of gearing up for a sequel to this uh it's called horizon zero dawn okay you can get it now like with the added shit all on it you know for pretty cheap or whatever normal price kind of stuff whatever mm-hmm. i really love this game it sets in a uh it's it's post-apocalyptic but like way post like there was mm-hmm. like our civilization fell or whatever so you're in sort of like a post-apocalyptic uh colorado mm-hmm. and uh you play as this young girl you you run around in, in nature and do quests and stuff like that and it's so far in the future that large animals have all been replaced with like robot versions of them whoa like that's left over from uh whatever horror thing happened that yeah, we, yeah. that we built and they turned on us or something yeah. so there's there's all the you have to like hunt animals and there's like small animals running around that you can hunt but like really the 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 dangerous thing the thing that takes 
uh, uh, effort and resources and stuff are like right. big robot versions of crocodiles and and, ra- and, and and rams and shit and it's it's pretty cool um i i love the voice acting the the main character is really compelling cool it's hard to put down so horizon zero dawn uh yeah there's there's another one coming out uh, who knows when you're hearing this listener there may be 10 right. of them I, I don't know i don't know when you're doing <laughs> your enterprise rewatch uh-huh, yeah, exactly. Or avoiding <laughs> it, and that's why you're listening to us. Yes, as but- you sh- yeah, this is this is why we do it. Yeah, like we are saving you the Wii Watch. Yeah, so that series of games, uh, Hor- the Horizon, to that I recommend that. So the next episode, um, shit, I just forgot it. Acquisition. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, fuck. Is this one with the Ferengis? Yes. Uh, this, I remember being a bit possibly canon-breaky. Yes. But we'll see. I don't know. When I was watching it originally, I was pissed because of how badly it breaks canon. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. looking at it again with fresh eyes, we're like, yeah. oh, well, it could work if yeah. this. Yeah, mm. so forth. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for your hard work. And thank you, listeners, for yes. giving us money. You should do that. Yeah. You, you can keep doing that uh, by just remaining a patron if you are. And, uh, and thank you so much to patrons. No, seriously, though, thank you guys a lot. No doubt. Thank you, thank you. Thank uh, we thank only you. have one level because we don't really have any time for anything extra <laughs> yeah, stuffy exactly. or whatever right now. This <laughs> this post-production takes a lot of time, and we both have full-time jobs and that sort yeah. of thing. And, and Anne has 2,000 cats. <laughs> Uh, that, she's res- that she's rescuing, <laughs> she, but you're like rescuing kittens and finding them homes. Like yes. it's not you're not just hoarding cats. No, like you are legit getting people these cats. With it, you know, it's it's a nice thing. Yes, that you know. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. It's just the mm-hmm. one level. Five bucks. Become a Porthos petter. Porthos wasn't in this episode. I know. By the way, it's been like three episodes it since has. we've seen it's him. Been at way least too long. It's been way too long. You can also support us by subscribing on iTunes, subscribing on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher now, y'all. If you're using a podcast app and you can't find us as Star Trek stuff, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, We should be everywhere, though, because we're, you know, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that stuff, and it's supposed to feed to everywhere. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, and Stitcher, actually. For some reason, we had some trouble getting on Stitcher for a second, but uh, we're there now. So It's on there now, buddies. Uh, share the show. Throw it up on your on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. If you leave us a star, five-star review on Apple um, uh, iTunes and then email me your address, I will send you a custom-made, very nice Star Trek mask uh, i have another like i don't have the star trek one but i have another mask that you made that you mm-hmm. were kind enough to give me and it is awesome like it's seriously well made it has like the little flap thingy <laughs> so that your glasses don't fog up like yep. it's, it's really good it goes over your nose and everything it's fucking awesome get yourself a free one all you have to do is leave us a review on itunes leave us that five star write a little thingy bobber you know how like how they like mm-hmm. and uh and then just get in touch with us we yeah. are star trek stuff at gmail.com and just let us know. We'll get you a free mask. Why yeah. not? 
We'd love to hear from you. Uh, with that, we are about out of here. Uh, music provided by the band Motherfucker. Motherfucker, motherfucker.bandcamp.com. Yes. Uh, what else? Uh, go listen to The Holocaust Saviors. It's mm-hmm. an audiobook on Audible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, am the narrator for that. So it helps me out if you go there. If you need promo codes, just email us. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. I've got all that shit. I've got promo codes, all that blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be great. It'll, it'll, it'll be awesome. And we're also on Instagram, too. And, and, don't, and don't stop believing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't stop. Sorry. <laughs> they fucking ended the Sopranos oh, with drama. that. I know. I know. They well. ended the Sopranos. With, that was the worst thing I have ever seen. <laughs> that I remember just catching that episode yeah. randomly. Yeah. Like I saw that whole episode. I had no idea I was watching the last episode. Oh, and I really? was just oh. watching it and I was like Okay, like after that ended, I just thought like, all right, I guess, because uh, I, I was just catching Sopranos here and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the A&E reruns or something, which sucks because <laughs> they take out like the all cuss the swear words. words. The, yeah, what know, the fuck? They take out all the HBO stuff. And I was just like, um, all right, I guess they do like some like arty kind of mm-hmm. endings or whatever once in a while. That's fine. And then I remember as I was watching the entire series all the way through, and I kept, you know, and I was, as I got into the last season, I was like, where is that episode? Yeah. yeah where's, where, where's, where is that? Mm-hmm. And then I remember watching it. And as soon as he puts the dime in the machine, yeah. the quarter in the machine or whatever, and the yeah. song starts playing, I was like, no. Oh my God. No, no, that's not how this ends. Yep. That can't be how this ends. Yep. And Yep, sure enough. You that's know, exactly don't how stop. It <laughs> and then that's it. That's the end of the fucking show. And uh-huh. I was just like, oh, God. I just, I, I felt like cold. Like, <laughs> like, like I had like goose. Because the show really was so good. Oh, yeah. It was so compelling. Yeah. And yeah. then to end it that way, uh, I mean, that, that was, that was a crime. <laughs> I watched this whole in depth thing where they're like, no, no, it's really genius because like this. And they start showing you. All these clues where they, so they're talking about in this episode, uh, in this scene, they're talking about uh, offing a guy and you hear a bell and he turns and he looks to his left. And yeah. then later on, you see that somewhere else, the blah, blah, blah. And then when he's in the diner, the bell goes off like right. someone's coming in and out and he looks to his left, man. And I'm just <laughs> like, I feel like I'm talking to a tool fan. <laughs> no, nah, man, you got to understand like, like. They uh they base all their patterns off of like the satanic temple uh, <laughs> uh layout. I mean, I there watched you go. that uh, little documentary thing about mm-hmm. the rise and fall of Theranos or whatever, and yeah, Theranos. There yeah. was a couple of times where her real voice accidentally would slipped, pop out, mm, and she, especially when she was pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that must have been a thing like for people that work there they're like oh shit she slipped into real voice we're in some shit now <laughs> it's like hearing your mom use your middle name <laughs>